right, the coordinates weren't the best. Out of the frying pan into the fire, huh, pal? How should I know we'd come out of hyperspace in the middle of an Imperial convoy? At least against these fighters, we've got more of a chance. However slim. Say that again. This is one life they won't soon forget. Wait. I lost control of the remote cannons. I'm gonna have to run back and operate the Afghan manually. Stay on things here. Why do I always think that taking you home for life day is gonna be easy? Hello, what have we here? A piece of junk. Join me and together we can listen to Wookie of the Year. Greetings to you across the galaxy. That's right. It's Wookiee of the Year. Jay-Z65000 here, also known as Justin Zeppa from The Sauropod. You know me from other shows on this very podcast. And today we have a very special episode. Uh, as we know, in this time of COVID, there is no new Star Wars film this year, which means that you're actually going to get two Wookiee of the Years. You already had one earlier this year with uh, Chris Zero, the notorious bounty hunter who had a lot of thoughts about Star Wars goings on, as you have to have to be a part of this endeavor that we're embarked upon here. Um, But now part two, deep towards uh, the late fall, early winter, we have gathered here today, and by gathered, I mean you are listening to this and I am talking into the computer. it's a very special, we're going to call it a one-year anniversary episode of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. And I'm joined by a very special guest. You know her from Ula's School of Jabba's Palace Dancing. You know her from that time she auditioned to be uh, Princess Amidala's, uh, Queen Amidala's uh, body double, but then she was told that she was too tall. She's coming to us live via hologram from the planet of Naboo, and she's wearing a very powerful, rebellious poncho right now. It's my sister, my space sibling. We call her Dr. Crime. She is Carolyn Nowrose. Sister, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. I should also say, you may know her from... uh, Dr. Judy's show. You were recently on a different podcast, which I believe is called uh, Dr. Judy Says, Get Out of Your Own Way and Live Your Best Life, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. No, it's Dr. Judy's Supercharged Life. And yes, uh, very, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. very opinionated about uh, relationships and getting out of your own way. <laughs> you guys gave a lot of great advice on that mailbag episode. I listened to it and okay. I learned a lot. Thanks. Mostly about you guys, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's always a fun time with Judy. For yeah, sure. Doctor. We love Doctor Judy, of course. And you yeah. two are a gruesome twosome. But right now, you are focused. Well, I mean, as focused as you can be, considering the times in which we live. Of course, of course, it should go without saying. But you, you wanted to talk about this today. Oh, we yeah. should just put right out there. You were excited to talk some wars with your big bro. And oh, yeah. uh, I'm so excited about that. Now, before we get into your your Star Wars journey and all that, let's just set the table here for our listening audience. You recently rewatched all of the 
the nine saga movies, or no, I'm sorry, the eight saga movies. Yes, I watched the How canon. did this happen? Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a weird year. There's been a lot of telecommuting. Um, then there was a quarantine at my house. Uh, it was the perfect time to sit down. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of all the sauropod shows. So this was a great oh, opportunity to uh, present to you what I'd like to do, which is rewatch them all. I still have not seen The Last Jedi. Well, this is the other the grabber for the episode. Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah, yeah, I have not yeah. seen that one. So I figure let's capitalize on that and I'll, I'll rewatch all of them except that one and we can do a pre and post. Right. You know? And that's so welcome to the pre episode. We're talking with a human being right now who has not <laughs> seen the final installment of the Skywalker saga. I don't know how that happened because I mean, I've talked I to your boys. I can tell you how. I can tell you how. And that is okay. because uh, by the time I was getting, getting around to like, okay, I'm going to go see it in the theater, the pandemic hit. I get everyone saw it at Christmas, you know. Yeah, there's money, many months after. Many months after, but it was still in theaters. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't a rush. It was busy with stuff. So then I was like, I'm going to go see it. And uh, yeah, pandemic hit. So You're a normal, healthy human being, and you have real life things to worry about. <laughs> Is, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, jobs, animals. Yeah. Family, a family. Right. Yeah, sure. Of course. This makes sense. Yes. But now you're ready. You're all geared up and you're ready. I'm so geared. So and I'm we'll- glad I'm glad I've rewatched them all because frankly, I needed that refresher. Not from the you know, the ones we grew up with sitting in front of the TV with our footy pajamas on, watching the original three, or the mm-hmm. ones that came out when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. But uh, I needed a refresher on the new ones for sure because I had only seen each one of those once, each of the two. So it was like, oh, okay. that happened. Oh, okay. That happened. Let's let's go back to the beginning here. Where do you remember your journey starting? I remember my journey starting on the laying on the floor next to you. I think in our Fowlerville house mm-hmm. watching. I think my earliest member was the actual, uh, the big four-legged stormtrooper, like Empire, what are those called? The, yeah, the AT-AT walker. The AT, yes, okay. Yeah. So that that is like burned in my brain uh, from a 1980s television. <laughs> yeah, we're talking deep, early, deep 1980s deep, at this point. Deep yeah. 1980s. And actually, we didn't, I'm, I was under the age of five. You must have been, yeah, you would have had to have been, yeah. So I think some of my very earliest memories uh, are actually of Star Wars. Yeah, same here. It's just always been around. So we never really had that moment of like going to the theater and seeing the original ones. They were just always around and they were always on and we always rented them. Yes, yes. And And I think you've talked about, you know, that our uncles had like, you know, Millennium Falcon and they had some of the action figures and like, I definitely remember. So being that much younger than them and being uh, that generation that was, we just grew up with it basically being imprinted upon our brains. Exactly. And I mean, I, I seem to recall, so, so our dad's younger siblings were of just the right age to be. Of which there were many. Of which there were yeah, of several dozen, as far as I last count. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they were all of the right age to have had the first wave 
original gangster experience of the Star Wars. So they had all the toys, which were later passed on, I think, to our cousins, Keith and Marshall, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I believe so. And that's where I think we did most of our playing with them, would be over at their house. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just been a part of... uh, of everything it's just always been there because it's not like like a like a one-off experience or anything like they were just on we just watch them like we had return of the jedi on video and we just i just remember watching that tape into the ground yeah i think that video also had um mary martin's peter pan and also some donald duck cartoons that were really good like that was a great tape I mean, I think about my childhood and I, I've talked to some uh, women who are, you know, a, a gener- like not a full generation, but they're in their 20s. I'm in my 30s. They're in their 20s. They did not grow up with it the way that we did from the 80s. And I also think that the ones without older brothers are like lacking this influence of uh, some of what I think are the classics like Star Wars, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones. Yeah, those are the those three are like pillars my big of eighties. Uh, like, yeah. Right? Exactly. You gotta have it. So it's sure. it's interesting to talk to people that don't have that as their sort of um central tent poles of their movie experiences. Yeah. That is it's a it's strange. I mean now it's so strange now because it's been back in circulation and they've been making new ones. And now it's just commonplace to find new Star Wars all over the place. You know, like I just remembered today, there's a new episode of the Baby Yoda show that I haven't watched yet. I got to get caught up on what Baby Yoda's up to, you know? I mean, the Mandalorian, the Baby Yoda. I just, I can't uh, keep up with it working a full time job and having a career. I just, it's like. I want to keep up with it. Um, and it's also interesting, obviously, with uh, the stepsons to see them get into it and how they and I love it when they tell me these like things about the old movies. And I'm like, I know. Yeah, I know. I got it. Right. I know <laughs> because I was there. Like, yeah. They're telling yeah. me like it's a brand new thing. It's 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 hilarious. One. And, and two, I'm like, I remember the movies before they had all of the nice fancy explosions in them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember when the bad ones were in the theater because I went to see them. Right. <laughs> and okay, I Okay, so we're getting a little sneak preview why. on your takes here. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> so in during that time then we're talking 80s early 90s no star wars going on like new star wars you just have the old ones you've got also got the old ones knowing Ewok adventure with Sindel, Sindel and wicket um yeah. they used to play those on the disney channel all the time yes, you were probably too wicked. young to have seen the cartoons i would imagine I don't remember the cartoons. Yeah, you're not missing anything. You're fine. <laughs> no, I'm and not going to rewatch those. That was about it. Then you go to MGM Studios and you go on Star Tours. Yeah. And that's it. That's all that's available to you if you like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that we got our little we got our little real life fix those trips to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And and that was really it. But there was no new stuff. It was really just replaying the the three originals. Right. So, okay. So you rewatched. Where did you watch your? Do your thing. Is it was it Disney Plus? Did you do those versions? I did. I uh, okay. I love my Disney Plus. Okay. I'm a very satisfied customer. Of course. <laughs> um, As are we all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank God for Disney Plus. Right before the pandemic is all I, I can know. say. It's like, well, I guess I'll watch Blank Check again. Yeah. Um. Actually, I, I, oh, Murphy, come here. 
Murphy the, the wiki, out. of course. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> edit, edit the wiki out. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, not only did I enjoy my Star Wars on Disney Plus, but um, really early in the pandemic, uh, I was a big fan of uh, Wicked Tuna because it was the least stressful TV I could find because there was no more Great British Baking Show episodes. So I started from the beginning and watched people fish. Okay, now are these, I'm gonna guess that they're Bostonites maybe? Wicked they, Smart Tunas? Wicked Smart Tunas from Gloucester, Massachusetts. From Gloucester, okay, of course, yeah, And yeah. then they had a new uh, series, a, 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 a twin series in yeah. the Outer Banks, so. <laughs> Okay, so and this was on uh, the Nat Geo section of Disney yes. Plus. Is that the, okay? Yeah. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. We, both both David and I got really deep into Wicked Tuna. If I watched an episode without him, he would be like, "Why? Why did you watch without me?" I'm like, "This is like <laughs> Great, now I get caught up ago. on Wicked Tuna, man." <laughs> exactly. The pandemic has screwed with all of our TV viewing. It's been a weird time. Let's face it; it's been a weird time. Yeah. When was the? When would you say would be the last time you purposely sat down to watch these? Because I know they're on all the time because the boys are watching them or whatever. But like you've had to sit and focus and pay attention to this space saga about this boy and his robots and his old man friend. Yeah. So to be honest with you, I think other than yes, it's on. It's on in the background when the kids watch it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's almost a decade since I really sat down and okay. watched it myself and engaged with it in a thoughtful manner. Mm-hmm. So it certainly was very interesting to see what, uh, you know, stood the test of time, I should mm-hmm. say, uh, as well as questions that I have um, when we get to that point about why certain choices were made. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And why why the screenwriters themselves didn't explore other options? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, some curious. of those things, obviously, uh, as an as an adult person that's lived some life that you know writes themselves, although mm-hmm. not that kind of writing anymore. But I'm sort of like, but why? Why? Why would you make that choice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are a lot of moments like that. Yes. So did you watch them? What, which order did you watch them in? Did you go by release date or saga number? I went by release date because okay, I yeah. I think that was, I don't know if that's really what George Lucas intended. I think sometimes he just kind of did those three. I get it. You know, it started with episode four. I understand he might've had this big plan, uh, but I felt like release date because that's how we were first introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that moment, especially when Vader is like, Luke, I am your father, only has the impact when you watch it in release order. <laughs> yeah, right. The most important part of all the movies, yes. when Luke finds out that Darth Vader's his daddy, gets yes. is completely ruined by... If you watch them in numerical order. Why would anybody do it? Why would you do it? It doesn't make any sense. So release date was, uh, also I was trying to go back to it with fresh eyes and I was like, the release date's the way to do it. For sure. Now, before we get into the, like the movie by movie thing, what's your take on the current state of what we get to see officially at this point? Because it's basically the the version that came out in 1997 that has all the dinosaurs in the background is the big joke. So 
I am not a big fan of all of those additions into the originals. I don't mind having the nice explosions, but outside of that, give me the original films and the original special effects because I think they actually had to be more creative because they didn't they couldn't just go in and CG everything. They had to choose shots based on what they could physically do with a model or within filming in the 1970s basically and then they decided hey we can cg anything and everything and everything we're not really good at it yet but we think we are so we're going to do a lot of it and for some reason we think that this very popular franchise uh that has somehow maintained interest many years after it was last released to the world we need to really change it to bring people in we need to add things that don't make any fucking sense we need to make you know give me give me two dinosaurs you know what give me five dinosaurs in the background or whatever it is but exactly we need to figure out it seems like very needless additions visually you don't need them I think there's something to be said for the originals and the creativity that they used to make those movies at the time. So we got so so George Lucas is still alive. Why not give him a hot, like a project? Like, hey George, here's the deal. We got to take all this extra shit out of here, except for the fixes to make things look a little bit nicer. You don't need five dinosaurs. Pick one dinosaur, and you can keep it. And we'll redo everything. We've got the money. We've got billions, George. And and we'll just make the spaceships look as good as they can look. And, I mean, they're so good at doing what he wanted to do back then. Now, like, like television shows look as good, at, like, look better than those movies. You know, like, it's... Yes. It's crazy. So, we need to do that because... These being the official ones and having the stupid dance sequence in Jabba's palace and all of that. uh, I didn't need that. I actually, I do have a note when I was taking notes. Uh, I have a note about that. (laughs) Hold on. Let me get, that was Return of the Jedi. Uh, You are truly your brother's sister. Very good. (laughs) I I start out my notes for Return of the Jedi with green lightsaber, high gloss equestrian dress boots, and gold bikinis. (laughs) Yeah. What more could you ask for? What more could I ask for in mm-hmm. a movie? Um, yeah, I j- that whole dance sequence, the additional dance sequence, don't need it. Oh, it's terrible. At all. It, it adds nothing. It's just the worst. It's terrible. So for me, Screenwriting 101, if it's not upping the tension or, or giving me a plot point, why is it in there? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. Why is Jabba in the first movie... In the scene, the terrible uh, snipped Han Solo walking over the tail thing, saying the exact same thing that we already just heard in the bar, and also ruining the big reveal for Jabba the Hutt, this dude we've heard about for two movies in the third movie. It's the worst. It's the worst. This Correct. is not new, I understand, but this is it's still the worst. It also ruined, uh, that particular scene ruined Jabba's power or his scary factor, because he's out and about and kind of Han Solo's fear of him is not really as present in that particular interaction outside of the Millennium Falcon in that first movie. I mm-hmm. did not like that addition either. That I've notes no. about that one too. My Jabba is a fat puppet sucking on a hookah in the shadows. Correct. While some <laughs> groovy some space tunes are played in the background. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. That is Jabba. 
Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, phase one Star Wars episode four slash just call it Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. Now it's for me this is a it's a weird one because it's like it's the classic it started everything but I also sometimes feel like it's borderline unwatchable. How did you feel this time around with fresh modern eyes? I actually really enjoyed it. I felt like I was had a different connection with Luke as an older person mm-hmm. and this want to get off of Tatooine. Right. Um, I also had those moments that he sounds a little whiny. Mm-hmm. And then immediately in my head, I was like, oh, Anakin Skywalker, you were so whiny. <laughs> yeah. So, whiny. Where have so I it heard must this be a family before? thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think. Mm-hmm. It must be a family thing. Um, but I appreciated the roughness of it. You know, even from the costumes and sort of knowing that like some of those shots with like the sand people and sort of how that was all working um it it did still hold up for me i did not find it unwatchable i found it entertaining i Mm -hmm. found um i i love han solo i mean i always loved han solo but i loved him even more because he's just such a fun cowboy and I also liked some of the touches that maybe I hadn't caught as a kid that now as an adult person and that like you know Han Solo's got the tall equestrian he almost looks like um, uh, what am I thinking of like a guy from like the cavalry and like Custer's army with his like navy blue pants with the yellow stripe down the side and he's got yeah. the equestrian boots on and the vest and the shirt like he has kind of uh, an old west feel with his hip holster mm-hmm. and like with a thigh mm-hmm. holster, like that whole thing in space. So I liked those choices. I don't know if they intended to do that, but I liked that about him. And I liked that Luke had that innocence. I really feel like watching them all together, I was like, oh wow, by the second film, you're like, Luke has aged. So definitely matured through those films, as, as Luke did as well, as did Leia. Han kind of stayed the same, but he, I felt like, was the grown-up out of them. Yes. In that first movie. Um, and I also love that Princess Leia wasn't whiny. She was decisive. She was spunky. She was kind of in your face about things. And I love that about her. They break her out of jail, and she takes charge immediately. She grabs yes. the gun. She starts killing. She's like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Follow me. Let's exactly. go. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of female ro- role model I grew up with was a Princess Leia who was not a princess that's waiting to be saved. She was basically like, thanks for breaking me out. Now do what I say. Right. Yeah. And they're like, okay. I think the success of that movie really rests on the three of them, the power mm-hmm. trio, and the commitment they have towards this very silly movie that they are making. Like, just the oh, fact that absolutely. like Harrison Ford calling Chewbacca Chewy and saying it with a straight face is like... the It's the goofiest thing. You take it out of context and you see it and you're like, yeah, that makes... Like, he really loves this guy named Chewie, this it walking carpet. It must have been very weird to make these movies. And I, I mean, I've watched the interviews and I, you know, I've seen wishful drinking and obviously no bras in space. <laughs> right. Um, but like, 
to have those serious moments you got cinnamon rolls on the side of your head yeah and no bra by the way uh, no, they, they were taped down. They were, uh, they were taped down. Yeah, exactly. no jiggling in the empire. Yeah, of course. But it is amazing that they they acted and made it believable and did it in a way that we're still talking about it decades later. And it's yeah. something that these are like central figures in our lives as adult people. And, it, and it's really all three of them. Are, are totally dedicated towards making this seem as realistic and earnest as possible. And that's what it would take for that to be successful. Having watched all of them, other than the last one, uh, now in a, in a short, like in a week, I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I think that that magical interaction between the three originals is what's missing from every other film. Yes, I'm inclined to agree with you. They tried to capture it, but the the rest of them never went really went on an adventure with all of them all together. Yes. And I would say that seeing those three again in the later movies are what make those so successful for me anyway, is to see, Yeah. you know, like, oh, really? Harrison showed up, huh? He showed up and he put the jacket on and he said the stupid lines and he said it with a straight face as earnestly as possible. Like, I love it. It's great. Absolutely. I I honestly feel the only person that I felt was a little stilted by their character as an adult was Leia. She was wonderful. She was exactly what she needs to be. Also, if the character matured, that's totally how she would be anyway in terms of um, needing to stay the course. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wish I could have gotten uh, a sassy pants Princess Leia moment that I felt like Poe was giving us in the later Right. Movies. And I think, you know, that was the original plan before she passed away was that yes. she was going to get that last movie and it was going to be her movie, basically. Yes. So it's... Uh, I feel like that, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I feel, I know that that's coming and I'm like, I think that I'm going to be missing that. I, I My anticipating is that I'm probably going to be missing that. Yeah. Is it? Did you find it, you know, watching it now, it's one of these things where it's like, if you were going to try to get somebody into these movies, maybe, like, I guess you got to start there, but also, it's such a weirdly paced movie, it starts really slow, and it's mostly just robots walking around in the desert. It's like a weird, dirty yes. art film. It's in a, very in a 70s. Way. It's so strange. It's, it's a bizarre its, movie. It's of its time, but I then think about, like, Planet of the Apes. Yes. And like other movies from that particular time period. I mean, this is what they were doing. It was Coppola. It was Lucas. It was Scorsese. Like it was kind of just like dirty films. Right. Yeah. And this was a very, this is one of the dirtiest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, But I will say, but I, I still enjoyed it. Basically, I was there for the ride. I totally enjoyed it. I loved the characters. Um, yes, it was weird pacing. Uh, Alec Guinness is is great. Um, it is interesting having the knowledge, watching it now as an adult person, but like knowing what's upcoming and sort of like, oh, the you know, interesting to watch some of those scenes between Alec Guinness and Mark Hamill, and when they're sort of talking about Luke's father and the lightsaber. And mm-hmm. in that movie, it seems like the, and I think truly those first three films the jedi's the jedi knight is not like the jedi order that it becomes 
in the middle films or in the early day films. It seems like it's far more like, I don't know, like a hippie smoking pot out in the woods, like you're a Jedi Knight. Not this religious order that it becomes when yeah. they re- revisit this story. It's it's weird to think back to before all of that stuff became involved and they were all wearing the brown robes and they all had bad haircuts and they were all talking this mumbo jumbo. Because yeah, I mean, my impression back in the day was that like, okay, so Jedi are so rare because everybody's just sort of, anytime they're mentioned, people are uh, treat them as myth, right? When the reality yes. is it was like 20 years earlier or something like that. Exactly. So that it, wouldn't, it, it couldn't in just one generation be such a myth if they were so in control and such a big part of law and order, basically, yeah. in the galaxy. There's no way in a generation they'd forget about that yeah the it make making it a big like ten thousand person cult or whatever makes it such a like bureaucratic kind of shitty like i just remember thinking like oh there must have been like five jedi like forever for the entire yeah. galaxy or something yeah. you know and they're super powerful like wizards exactly you know exactly that Not- was always my impression uh so watching this again that was something that i just kind of noted in terms of like the way they talked to it no wonder we thought that way because that's what we grew up with and we grew up hearing it was more of like uh, an untouchable thing it was not um a well-organized thing yeah so, and they, they well, sum it up yeah. alec guinness sums it up so nicely when he describes the force in that first scene at his house when he gives luke the lightsaber and it's like three perfect lines or whatever it is and you get it like you don't need anything and they you know they have the nice the music cue in the background and everything and it feels mystical and powerful and all that shit's taken away when you watch those prequels <laughs> like it I means, know I know it wipes um, it out and I will say that Empire Strikes Back really held up for me that was always my favorite growing up cuz I totally wanted a tauntaun I mean of course of course <laughs> But it really held up because I'm like, oh, this is where all the great lines are. This movie where it's like, Luke, I am your father. I love you. I know. Like it had so many of the great interactions. And I love Lando Calrissian. Yeah. He's amazing. Everything he says. I felt like they like hit their stride in Empire Strikes Back. They definitely was a tighter movie. Mm -hmm. We knew the characters. We knew going in. Um, they, you know, ramped up that tension with with Han and Leia in such a great way, and you felt like their friendship and dedication to one another was solidified. Yeah, even, absolutely. Even when Luke was on his own separate journey, that urge for him to go back and that loyalty to his friends at the end that is what makes that tree it just solidifies the fact that like oh they were so good in the first movie and we love this this threesome going on it's even better in the second one and and then by the time you get to return of the jedi you're like oh yeah you know the gang's all back together and we're gonna go save on and you know i mean clearly so much of the uh impulsion of these movies is the relationship of those three yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, everything else is going on. I get it. You know, it's parentage, it's politics, it's everything else. But it's they're telling that all of that external stuff and not really paying attention to it because you're just caring about the relationship of your three main characters. It's about friends forever. It is. Get those guys some buddy bands, you know, like they just exactly. want to be friends. 
Exactly. Uh, in calmer times, you know, when there's not wars going on. And I will say, Luke definitely had some whiny moments. Like, oh, it's impossible. There's a lot of ugh moments <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Luke in that, but it's fine. You know, it wasn't super annoying. You still really care about Luke and you know those i guess they were like acting choices maybe they're directing choices for all that i know but um it's really the loyalty really shines through i mean he was in the first movie they were going to save leia or luke wanted to save leia um because basically he saw a pretty hologram yeah great point <laughs> just like a girl oh yeah. yeah where in this one it was like you know i need to go save my friends yeah, he's found something to fight for. He's involved in this cause. He's found a place for himself that he knew. He always felt that there was somewhere else for him to be. And he's found a great place to be where he's surrounded by like-minded people. And Han's world has expanded as well because it seemed like it was just him and Chewie. And he very much cares about Luke. Right. And that bond brother from another mother totally works in empire strikes back like clearly that was developing in the first one the second one you're like oh it's there and like leia makes it all because she's like the icing on the cake mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we were yeah. of course we were texting earlier about this but you know empire works because fucking lawrence kasdan wrote that screenplay Take yeah. take the keys away from George. I know I just said we should give George the keys back to fix his things, but uh, maybe we don't get George. Maybe we get Larry Kasdan. I, I don't know. I I truly and we I think have talked about this when like back when we were in high school when the bad ones came out about what what was he what was he doing what was he thinking old George yeah why and I've said it since too where I'm like. I did the Jedi become some like religious order where they couldn't marry and they couldn't have kids because you don't know that at all from the first one. No, no. You're just like my dad was a Jedi Knight and obviously his son is talking about him. There's no like, oh no, Jedi can't marry. That's right, not yeah. ever talked about in the original right. three. We don't know that till we get to the new ones. Mm -hmm. And all I can think is like, I'm sorry, George, were you just like really upset at your divorce and all of a sudden you're like i'm alone the jedi are going to be alone too because that was mm, never talked uh, about in the i think original that might one. be a part of it that wouldn't surprise me I, you know so uh, some of those things that they like why did they make that choice why did it have to be like they're monks i don't did get he, it did he do it to amplify the Luke, I am your father part. Do you think like maybe he thought, well, it's pretty subtle. So I think maybe if we made it so Jedi can't have any babies, when he finds out that he's a baby of a Jedi, it'll be extra effective. Like, I feel like he doesn't understand what makes his own movies work. I would agree with you. I, <laughs> even, yeah, there are just some choices. Um, with the, I mean, if you're ready to move to the new ones, we can. I mean, I, I, <laughs> okay, but, so tell me, give me your, give me your, uh, your quick take on, on uh, Return I, of the I'm Jedi. I'm going over my notes to yeah. make sure I haven't, um, missed it. Oh, okay. So Return of the Jedi, before we leave to go to the bad ones, before we leave, the we're good just ones, racing to get to the bad ones. <laughs> um, I will say that I did like the introduction of the Jedi mind trick. 
It's the first time we see, well, no, we see it without Guinness, but like we see Luke do it. When Luke does it, yeah, it's cool. You know, Because you don't cool. know what's up with Luke. Is he evil? Like what's going on? He's wearing, he's wearing black, he's in a hood. Oh my God. That, all the outfits in this one. I want all the outfits oh, in them. Oh, he looks them. awesome, yeah. He looks fantastic. The green lightsaber. The green I mean, lightsaber. Just, yeah, uh, and I also felt like Return of the Jedi became very Shakespearean. Interesting. Okay, we tell me more. Watch the drama where I feel like the first two are buddy films. Okay. Yes. Return of the Jedi is like Shakespearean drama. It is. I mean, even the lightsaber fight scene at the end, and it's like, whoa, whoa, the music with it, and the sabers oh, yeah. going, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Luke is so entrenched in defeating this and you know a battle between father and son it's epic it's like it's like you know something from like richard the third yeah yeah it's awesome it's that level of drama and then of course then we have like the reveal of leia being his sister and leia figuring that out and han being in the dark and i love that the audience knows but han doesn't know yeah so kind of like forces han's hand to be like but i i love you i mean right fine you know just he it's great for all of them in so many different ways but it does move from being so like buddy films to like these big epic family dramas which are totally shakespearean it's weird that you know if (laughs) for an audience of kids anyway i mean it's it really does show that like you don't have to have like it doesn't have to be the fucking godfather right because like we find out about uh you know luke and leia our brother and sister like they have that little chat at the tree fort right on endor and it's one scene and that's it they're just they're just standing around talking and that's it yeah. and you get the information yeah, and and you're like it. okay oh, okay of course it makes sense yeah. of course yeah yeah but, i mean and, it's not um, handled like artfully but it doesn't need to be either because you're dealing with larger themes yes exactly um and i i i think that that one really holds up because it moves us through a lot of different worlds and they're done very well um it's that return to tatooine Mm-hmm. Uh, it's saving their friend. It's the reveal of Luke with his new po- newfound powers. Yep. Getting the gang Leia. back together. Yeah, I understand that um, Carrie Fisher was like basically anorexic to look that good in that mm-hmm. gold bikini, mm-hmm. setting unrealistic standards for herself and every other woman right. out there. Um, but she looks, she looked great. She also would have been fine if she was happier. She would have looked beautiful. Um, of course, you know, but. I, yeah, I mean, I think that fight scene at the end with Luke and, and Vader and with the Emperor just like... The Emperor, right? Like, how good is Ian McDermott as the Emperor? He's so good. But that whole, I'm just like, oh, this this is your payoff moment right here yeah. for the grand scale. It's not the TIE fighters fighting and trying to destroy things. It's Luke needs to destroy Vader and then we need to destroy yeah the and the emperor i mean like that's such a nuanced performance i love and i'm haunted by the way he kind of walks down those stairs from his throne his space throne and he's got his little uh kind of like claw like paws sort of just just sort of hanging limply in the cuffs of his dark robes you know it's just like god you are so evil aren't you look at you oh my god you're disgusting you're disgusting (laughs) 
But I, one of the things that really pissed me off about the remake of, of or the, not remake, but remastering of oh, Return okay, of the yeah. Jedi was fucking young Anakin. Can I swear on this show? Fucking young Anakin. Oh, you don't like it, end. huh? Okay. No, I don't like it because, and I think it's also my aversion to... I'm sorry, Hayden Christensen, Christian Haydenson. What the fuck is this? Hayden name? Christensen, yeah, yeah. Hayden Christensen, okay. I hear I hear he lives on a farm in Ontario, so I don't mean anything against him personally. Mm-hmm. I think he actually had some moments now watching it as an adult where I was like, I like your performance. I didn't totally hate it. Mm-hmm. But seeing him in that one, and I, I read why I had to look it up. I was like, what? so i went and i looked it up and they're like well they wanted anakin to return to when he was good not when he was old and bad and i was like it would have made more sense if they had ewan mcgregor instead of alec guinness if you were gonna do it like this uh... then give me if you're gonna give me young anakin give give me give me hottie ian mcgregor too well the other thing is like isn't he isn't darth vader redeemed at the end when he takes the helmet off and you know like they have this very teary you know another like epic moment that as a kid you know like just epic moment after epic moment you know you have the huge lightsaber battle you got thrown chucking the emperor down the the tunnel and then you've got the dragging the body and taking the helmet off i mean each of these movies of course has their uh three acts very nicely Mm -hmm. but as a set of movies they are a great three acts. Uh, That's why you can't just choose one. They're all great for their own reasons, their own specific role that they play in telling the the bigger story. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, and that's something that I can't say about the other ones. Shall we get into the other ones? Yeah. So, let's start with the Phantom Menace. Let's get into it. You remember it very vividly as I do, I'm sure, like at the time. yeah uh my notes go as as thus now we get political not just good versus evil jar jar no (laughs) (laughs) and then i get into my questions (laughs) why did they decide to make anakin so young why couldn't he have been a teenager or 20 like luke was it's so awkward was it a marketing ploy for younger audiences think of the plot possibilities if he had been older with 10 then the tension with obi-wan would have been uh intensified Mm-hmm. The whole Qui-Gon as uh, the pseudo-father to both would have been more intense with an older Anakin. Yeah, great point. Hey, we I should mean, hire you to, to write a Star Wars. You would do it I better know, than right? George Lucas. But, tr- but truly, why did they choose to make him young? Because it like pl- there are so many other things plot-wise that would work better if he had been older. Not only the, the whole Padme romance, mm-hmm. but just why why did they go young because jedi aren't trained young like that was never so they're training luke as an adult like we don't know that as an audience why don't you just have you know a 16 18 year old you know great point just put hayden christensen in from the beginning right start start there start there and and have that be a more interesting better acting frankly because that kid oh my god no. Uh, be nice to Jakers. He did the best he could. He's just a little boy. He d- he does okay. Um, he's given some stupid shit to say. That's not his he's fault. He's given very stupid shit to say. Yippee! Yippee! Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just... 
Yeah. The things that they introduce in this movie that just really make me scratch my head. Um, you know, one, that Jedi are now this religious order and can't marry. Two, that Jedi have to be trained from like three years old and uh, like they have to start as three-year-olds. I'm like, what are you, a ballet company? Like everyone has to start when they're three. Like yeah, I, I lived right. in that world, but why? The question is why? Uh, and two, uh, or I should say that was the second point. And, and three, shouldn't we want to know more about the midi-chlorians and how they can have an immaculate conception? It's just all, all totally unnecessary. All of it. I mean, why do we have to make it a Judeo-Christian movie? Is that how you perceive it? That's interesting. I perceive Let's it as that, that it's very like Jesus complex. Like immaculate conception, uh, the the chosen one, the one that's going to, you know, bring the balance to good versus evil, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden it became like super like religious undertones. And I think that's also because all of a sudden the Jedi are supposed to be like monks. Mm. Yeah, I think that certainly colors it. I would argue, I would push back a little bit just to say that those are like larger themes that go through all religions, I suppose. So it's mm -hmm. not necessarily Judeo-Christian. I mean, it's the same thing. Oh, as, no, I mean, we could go back to Zoroastrianism and yeah, you name it. Like, please, let's do it. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. Let's, I'm clearly, <laughs> the 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 Jesus story was one take on the same story that's been told throughout a bunch of previous religions. Yeah, it goes back to Osiris and all that, you know? Yes, I understand that. That's that's like mm. a common theme, but it just, it sort of smacked as like, in, you know, the, the Western world that I'm coming from, I'm like, whoa, sure. like... Got it, the did, get, it gets a little extra holy in a way that, again, like you, you throw, you build so much dogma around this thing that was very, like you say, like... All right, somebody smoked a joint and started thinking about the universe, and that was the force. The end. You know, like that's all you need. That's so I'm all saying, you need. like, just be some hippie in the woods, being that's like, it's all connected. Right. It's yeah. all connected. I mean, can you feel like, it? If you need to, if you need to smoke pot to feel that way, that's cool, man. I personally like. I'm more like I go outside. I'm with dogs. I'm with my horse. Like it's all connected. You get it, right? Yeah, yeah. I get Circle it. Life. Of Circle of life, absolutely. Uh, not quite sure why it had to be such a, a codified um, training schedule. Yeah, it, just, it, it was like all of a sudden it went from being a backwater bunch of films from various weird points of the galaxy to like we're in Coruscant, we're in, we're on Naboo, which is like a like clearly a well-developed society mm -hmm. which looks strangely like the city in the book dinotopia dinotopia yes yes mm -hmm. like they like straight like straight did they use the same artist i am not sure but Naboo there's was a like story behind that either either they wanted to use him i mean in that book said, i loved that book it has great art i mean it's so i loved that particular, I think there's another. I think he uh, may have sued them over that actually, because it is so close, like the domes and all that. It's all so close to that correct. book. Correct. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, because I even remember seeing that the first time and thinking the same thing. Like this is just like Dinotopia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so all of a sudden we're we're not in Tatooine anymore. We're not in, on Hoth or Endor. 
which are all different natural, very, uh, I would say, non-developed. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say that in a bad way. It's fine that they're not developed civilizations. There's nothing going on in Hoth. There's a bunch of tauntauns. A <laughs> bunch of tauntauns and that, you know, like the, the snowman, the abominable snowman. Yeah, right. Really. Yeah. Um, so, but now we're catapulted into this earlier time where things were really advanced and, you know, like the government of the galaxy. I guess that's what I mean by like, okay, now we're political. Now we're seeing like, you know, behind the curtain of what led up to this, but it's almost like it's too refined. Yeah, I mean, it's safe for the novelization. I don't need this shit in my Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah. Where's the sword fight? You know, let's let's do this. I also want to mention that, of course, I remember you playing the pod racing. Loved it. Game. Best part of the entire right? experience. Yeah. That is 20 minutes of bullshit. Thank you very much. Unnecessary bullshit. They could have gone around that track once. Why do they got to go so many times? Do it once. Come on. You're absolutely right. And I know, like, this is one of the most... Also, it would have been better if he had been a 16 or an 18-year-old, like, young young Anakin that could, like... Also would have been cool. was not a kid. Like, this would have been so much better if he could have been, like, a rad, like, pod racer around the track once, not three times. Many people, Carolyn, think that the pod race justifies the existence of the Phantom Menace. They think that's that's the best part of that movie no. and makes it okay that that movie no, exists. No, Darth Maul clicking his, his cudgel lightsaber and turning on the other end of it's the whole reason for this movie. For sure. That, because I mean, Ray Park yeah. as Darth Maul? Yeah. Worth yeah he's it. amazing. He's Incredible. amazing. Worth that, it. That he's so great. Sucks. That fight scene? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> um, Not a fan. So I just like, I, I literally turned to David when we're watching it. I'm like, why? Why is this so long? And I'm like, this has been 20 minutes. Well, okay. So little, little talked about fact. Uh, it's longer because they made it longer when they put it on video. So basically you're getting, and it's totally useless. Like nobody fucking asked for any of this, George. But George said, we want to show you each pod racer individually before the race even starts so you get all these yeah. intros and the guy twirling his mustache and bowing and everything and that's they all look like video game cutscenes, you know yeah. like when you're going from one play area to another and that's because they were all done after the fact and so the graphics look kind of shitty because they're, they didn't put as much love into them as they did for the actual movie and then it just tacks on an extra I don't know how much like the initial version was only I mean, 12, 13 minutes, maybe. And now it goes on forever. forever. Yeah, it's like they, they like doubled the length of that. I've, as I'm watching it going like, this seems longer than I remember it being. Yeah. I did also probably get up and like go to the bathroom because I was still like going. <laughs> now, out. yeah, I mean, and nobody's blaming you for that. We all we've all been there. We've all gone to the bathroom during the pod race. Um. I will say that aside from those bits that are put into it later for the, I think it was the DVD release. uh, I will say that I think Phantom Menace looks the best out of those three movies. Yes. And I think a lot of that has to do with Naboo. There's that. And also the fact that they use models, like all the underwater stuff. That's all just a model that they built. Yes. uh, Which they, yeah. yeah. Not to, and I, 
I, of course, you know, I, I remember when these came out and I was like, oh, Natalie Portman. I mean, I'm just way too tall to be one of your, because she's so tiny, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a brunette that I'm like, I could have been one of those bodyguards for Queen Amidala. That you, awesome. Kira Knightley, and right? uh, Sofia Coppola. You were all yeah. protecting Natalie Portman. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I remember at the time I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, you know, next next gen princess Leia. And she was great and she was active and she uh, did a great job for as awkward as it must have been to act with that child. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for nothing, George. The, <laughs> thanks for putting me like, in all these scenes with a seven year old or whatever. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, um, it's interesting choices again. Well, Um, and these choices, I mean, here's the deal. So, like, as the the popular story goes, George wrote Star Wars, the original, except he also had, like, a bunch of people punch it up, too, because he hates writing. And and he is the first to admit that, like, yeah, I don't like it, and I'm not good at it, and I don't want to do it. So why the fuck did you go and decide, yeah, I need to write these... Uh, prequels I need to be the one to do it and also I need to direct them too even though I've already been on record several places saying I hate directing too and really I just so want to So what does produce. he like doing? I don't understand It's his Producing? vision so I'm, it's, I respect that I guess like he's doing what he wants to do but, but this, and it's he's only ever done this and Indiana Jones uh, American Graffiti Oh yeah, there's, there's which was that. huge. That was a huge hit. I mean, it gets kind of lost to the ages in the shadow of Star Wars, but like he was rich before Star Wars was made because of American Graffiti was, was yes, so successful. and that's that's what enabled him to even sort of take the gamble on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, but he was already like it's not some like rags to riches story with him. I mean, like he was doing fine yeah. uh, at that point with no Star Wars, but also you know his. Uh, his wife, Marsha, was his editor. You know, he had a bunch of people yeah. come in and edit those original movies. That didn't happen with the prequels. He let somebody else do it. I've got a lot of thoughts about that. We won't get into them here. Uh, and then he decided to write them. And he also gave himself these sort of uh, useless deadlines of like, oh, yeah, and I got to figure out how to do this so we can put the next movie out in two years. And they're still doing it today. But like, make it three. You know, like, do it right. Fine. Give yourself an we extra year. We'll wait. It's fine. You know? Yeah, we'll wait. We're going to come see it whenever it's out. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not like I'm not going to see it. Just make it as good as you can do. Like, you don't need to... They get a little rushy sometimes because they're temples, you know? I understand. Um, I also want to know, in this Phantom Menace, um, (laughs) why at the end Palpatine's transport back to Naboo looks like a huge red dick? Does it look like a huge red dick? Yeah, go go, like watch I'm, the end of the movie. I'm gonna look it up right now. It is like a cock and balls. Palpatine's transport <laughs> to Naboo. Phantom Menace. Let's see. Okay. And you're right. It looks like a big old donger. <laughs> So, I never caught that before, but of course I'm watching it going like, why is there a big red cock on my screen? (laughs) I guarantee you. So, audience, pause the podcast. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and give it a Google. Why? Why was that a design choice? The CSS-1 Corellian Star Shuttle looks like 
a throbbing red bone. Interesting. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a creative choice. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we see one of those later in uh, Revenge of the Sith too, but it's purple, which is not any better. <laughs> no, um, it's not any. It's not any better. But it was just something I don't. You know, as I was watching it, I was like, huh. Never noticed that before. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's. Can we go back to Natalie real quick? Yeah. Oh, I feel let's like, talk about Natalie all day. I love her. Uh, yeah, I think we should because I feel like, I mean, I've been on record for several hours at this point complaining about these movies. And I mean, and, and I can't be bothered to go back and listen to what I've already talked about. But I feel like we definitely haven't talked enough about Natalie Portman and the fact that she was given, she, you know, one of the great actresses of or actors of her generation and it was given nothing to do at a certain point yeah i feel that she was underutilized i feel like she was given the challenge of having to make some sort of connection with this young child not that she was old herself but like you know um no teenage girl wants to spend time with a seven-year-old or however whatever his butt's name is um but make that somehow believable like they had some connection um which is also i think what made his acting so bad because he didn't even believably seem to have a crush on her i don't know it was very that's why that choice didn't work i i I honestly feel like if you'd just given us an older anakin from the get-go she would have had a lot more to do one yes the the acting would have been better from both characters because they would have had would they have been because like you know her and hayden when they finally do get together it is wood you know like it's not it's nothing there's nothing there's no Um, chemistry at all i'm gonna save that for when we launch into attack of the clones but i have okay okay all right all right i mean we can (laughs) get into it now i mean what else do you got phantom menace wise uh, that's that's all. I, oh, I guess I mean Liam Neeson. Okay. I guess we need to mention yeah. him. Liam Neeson. Great. He's kind of also saves the movie. Saved the movie. Um, I of course just had to crack up at the beginning uh, with Hugh McGregor saying, uh, "But Master Yoda told me to be mindful of the future." I remember <laughs> all the times we said that to one another, and it's just the way that he says it. And I get that he absolutely was trying to do Alec Guinness's patterning and yeah. like the the tone of his voice and i and i i love you and mcgregor i think he's great oh, he's the mvp yeah his, for sure you know like he and he sell oh my god without him and the other two i, I don't want to they're unwatchable without yeah. without obi-wan in the other two it's unwatchable right and he is there struggling to to land a scene in any kind of way because it's him Mm-hmm. And some some stoic actors right. and then green screens. Yes. With nothing, you know, nothing to talk to, look at. Yeah, I mean... Basically so, yes, inventing I, green screen acting for humans, you know. What a challenge. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just that Master Yoda told me to be mindful, to be mindful like, of I, the future I mean I couldn't I just I had to chuckle when that came on don't center on your anxieties Obi-Wan yeah oh yes um, but yeah the whole the whole thing 
for me that really like makes it worth watching is the Darth Maul fight sequence. It's awesome. Yeah. And the music's great and it's awesome. And you're like, <gasps> a dual bladed lightsaber. I mean, yeah. yeah, mind mind blown. It gives you that moment. And, and uh, like we said, Ray Park is great. Yeah. He's intimidating. Um, it's got that stare, like, you know, that just that intense stare. I think this is the same time period that he was the Headless Horseman in Sleepy Hollow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. I think those two are really like close to one another being being made, I'm guessing. They in came London. out the same year, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was awesome in that one too. I mean, yes. I feel like he he's, I don't know what he's done since, but he totally made yeah, he's an incredible physical actor. I mean, he's more—he's yeah. not just a stunt guy. He's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, he—he he was great. I mean, it—the movie was fine. Of the three, it's the one I enjoy watching the most. Me too. Even with the shitty pod racing and right, which you can just it, skip past, and but you still got. I honestly can just fast forward through all of Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, some of it's okay. Yeah, but I feel like you could say that about all these movies, uh, or I, these yes. prequels. Is like, yeah, some of it's okay. I don't. It's aged the best for me, I think. Yeah, I would and agree. That, and that says something, considering how disappointing it ultimately was. Once everybody started being honest with themselves, that like, ah, oh, this isn't what yeah. I expected. Yeah. Um... I just think different choices could have been made ultimately. Yeah. Now, have you watched the documentary about the making of that movie? It's called The Beginning. I think it's on YouTube. You should definitely check it out. It is fascinating. Yeah, but I will. I will. I will look that up. Um, yeah. It's because uh, you get I to see the curious. table read of like the the cast that the first Ooh, time they really? all get okay. together. Yeah. Jake Lloyd right. is like he's so small. He's. I mean, it's amazing they got anything out of him. Honestly. Yeah. All right. I will. What is that one called? It's called the beginning. The beginning. Okay. Yes. I'll, I will. I will look that up. Um, so, Attack of the Clones. Moving. Moving forward. Oh God! I'm sorry. Um, we have to. But yes, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So, it's now all of a sudden, and obviously, in case your audience doesn't know, um, I study the police and I work with the police. Mm -hmm. uh, but I study. That's my my PhD is basically. You know, I study the police. So I'm listening to this rhetoric being used in this second film where I'm like, oh, we're doing galactic law enforcement now. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're doing space police. Our Jedi are space police. And we're having a conflict, which is what we have in policing today, which is guardians versus warriors. Yes. And I got to say, like, do you judge the Jedi's actions that we we see in these movies? I mean, there's a lot of no-knock warrants happening. Like, they're just <laughs> there's gonna... so many. They're all no-knock warrants. <laughs> they're just um, lightsabering through all those doors and stealing cars and shit like that. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. But that's the like the rhetoric being used. I'm like, oh, this, that's what that's what this is. That you know, we're talking about Jedi in terms of uh, they should be peacekeepers, and sometimes to keep the peace, they're mm -hmm. they're Jedi knights. But the thing is, is that they are Jedi knights, 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 not officers. Officers, although yes, that's military as well. Officers carries this connotation of somehow you should be. Um, only acting with force when absolutely necessary. Sure. Where a knight, yes, there's still chivalry there, but you know, they're they're warriors. Yeah, 
So yeah. it's an interesting, that's just something I noted and I realized that my ears are more attuned to such things because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that that's a central part of this story in, in that the uh, emperor is getting, once, the, once Palpatine's the emperor, but he gets you know the Senate to turn against the Jedi because even if they're not warriors, he's making you think that they're warriors. It is interesting that, that so because <laughs> because George gave both versions, but the the newer one that he just felt compelled to make and that people really wanted to see make something that was really cool initially suddenly very not cool, something kind of yeah. lame, you know, like yeah. the Jedi suck in those movies. Yeah, where you're kind of like, oh, they've got all these rules and they've they've got so many like, rules, oh. so many rules, so many rules, and I, that's part of why I think Anakin is such a terrible rookie. He doesn't follow the rules, yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. And granted, it seems like he knows he's the chosen one, or they keep talking about it, and there's then also seems to be some confusion about who the chosen one really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, bring balance to the force. There's a lot of discussion about that. Some people think it's Vader. Some people think it's Luke. Some people would argue it's Ray. I mean, I guess I could say it's Vader in that he had both Luke and Leia, but I don't know. I it's get all, that, yes, there's it's argument a, it's like, about... It's all unnecessary. Like, I didn't need it. There, we didn't talk about a prophecy in those early movies. This is, again, the one of the things that makes me sad about these movies is that they're not buddy films. And <laughs> right, they're this... not Shakespearean drama, like, level even. Like, it's not even good. I don't, like, Coruscant, all I can say is that looks like a traffic nightmare. Uh, I don't... I don't get how their traffic works. Um, <laughs> flying to straight lines, flying in grid. Fly, yeah, exactly. I mean, so I just, and this is again, we've got now we've got, we've got older Anakin and I'm just going to say it. He's a little creepy and a little bit like a shitty abusive boyfriend that doesn't want you to talk to your friends. So he is like ripe for being an abuser. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because I think it's not a little bit. It's a lot of bit. I think it's a he lot is, of it, right? I think he's very much a creep. And he's it gets weirder creep. as each year passes. I know we're post Me Too and all that, but like, dude, what are you talking about? I mean, he's one obsessed with Padme. Obsessed. I dream about her every night. Like obsessed with her. And then he is overprotective as fuck and clearly does not want her to have her own friends. And he then in the later movie is pissed when she talks with Obi-Wan. Like yeah. he is Should have been a plot point. I, I mean, let's put it this way. I think George wrote this one. Or George wrote all of these? He wrote all of them, yeah. I swear to God, he got a textbook on abuse cycles Mm -hmm. and victims and was like, boop, 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 boop. Anakin Skywalker. Okay, so how how do they do this? Oh, okay. They they isolate their significant other from their friends and remove all their resources. Mm -hmm. And then they... Uh, control all their movements and everything else and then they beat them and then they apologize for their actions mm-hmm. like also Padme what are you thinking then in the later one when he when like he he kills the sand people or whatever like you then you marry him you knew before you married him 
Yeah, it's he killed all those sand people. How do you morally go? She's cool. Oh, with I it. still love she you. She doesn't care. <laughs> so all of a sudden, she's gone from being a badass queen to a senator. That's cool. And then she's what? Just some like teenage girl with big puppy dog eyes over this yeah. guy that's an asshole. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I guess you could. Okay, so I'm sure somebody who likes these movies would justify it as okay so she's been in the political system her entire life so she's uh sort of socially uh arrested and therefore doesn't get it but it's like man you're flying around the entire fucking galaxy this isn't like main street usa where it's like you and whoever's in your high school it's like you're all over the place meeting all kinds of species you know like yeah uh, you could have your pick of anybody it's crazy exactly Exactly. So I just, I feel like that dynamic there with the two of them just, and obviously it's supposed to, it's supposed to get worse and worse, but it did make me upset where I'm like, he kills the Sam people and then you marry him? Yeah, they blow right by it. They don't talk about it at all. They have that scene where he's all emotional about it and admitting it to her. And it's like, what girl, you did not have a light bulb moment then and go, he's capable of killing women and children. He's upset. He killed women and children. Yeah. This how is, do you say that that's okay? This is just George not knowing how people uh, interact. Uh, yeah, do anything. You know, like okay, what, no, what's how normal, normal people make decisions. Or not. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just weird, George. Uh, I also I th- want to know uh, Count Dooku. <laughs> yeah. Are they using at this point? a bad internet version of a Jedi name generator because that's just too close to Dookie. Yeah, it's the worst. It's really silly. It's a silly name. It's so uh, it's been so normalized at this point that you kind of forget it almost. But like, come on, man! Count. That's what I'm saying. Going back with this fresh eyes, I was just like, why was that decision made? So goofy. I, yeah, there's just so many times in these middle three that I don't understand why someone didn't stop him. Yeah. I and understand I, a lot well, of money. He could do no wrong at that point, you know? Like, Phantom Menace, of, for all of its flaws, of still, still made so much money, you know? Like, it was a huge success. And, of course, we all convinced ourselves that we loved it, and it was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the, that train... It's it's tough to stop the money train at that point, I think. Yes. George I signs the that. checks. He paid for all that stuff. So he should have it the way he wants to. But we should also be entitled to say, hey, this sucks. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still going to watch it. But also it sucks. And he's probably like, I don't care. Uh, money in the bank. <laughs> you all are still talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah so those are my thoughts about attack of the clones um i did like getting the backstory with boba fett that was cool yeah the fett stuff's cool Django's cool how do you feel about the big finale battle the start of the clone wars and the uh you know the creatures in the in the in the round and all of that like they had to escape well i mean i liked natalie portman's outfit and her you know that's about it they literally push <laughs> they push her out of the movie. They she's on that spaceship when they're flying away and she mm-hmm. and it gets hit and she just falls out of the spaceship and then that's it. That's the end and then we see her at the wedding and that's about it. Yeah. They blast yeah, her out of the fucking movie. They just like completely take her out of all the fight sequences. Yeah. And, and this also, is also where we've got the Yoda 
epic battle, right? Yes. Which in the theater was riveting and seeing it now looks real dumb. And yeah, I think we were just excited. It was the heat of excitement. That's what it is. All the new things coming into our eyeballs and we weren't questioning it. And then, and then you watch it again and you're like, but why? (laughs) But why? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, and I have to say the whole sequence at the lakes with, you know, Anakin. <laughs> oh, the romance. Yeah. The, and Padme and all the like heavy breathing and like, you know, the longing stare. And the thing the with sand the sand talk. He, he takes the fruit and floats it to her and it's, oh, it's so romantic. Yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah. really? You're going to give me a parlor trick? She needs to get I'm a senator. More. I don't care about your Jedi mumbo jumbo floating shit to me. Come on. Yeah, the Jedi are not a mystery to her. She's hanging around Jedi all the time. All the Why? time. Like, I'm sorry. That just so so some of those things were just so dumb. Yeah. Yep. I just, there's there's no other way that I can put it. Just that I don't believe their relationship. They didn't have any chemistry, and he was a controlling asshole. Yeah, there it is. Attack <laughs> of the clones. Attack <laughs> of the clones. A bunch of abusers. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Ruben. big up to Ewan. Ewan's great. He's great. Uh, I like got, the beard. I like the hair. He's got a little noir storyline that I can appreciate. I like that. Give me some mystery. Great. Um, I kind of wish that he just would have shoved Anakin out of the way and been like, Padme, date a real man. Well, this is how it should have gone, is that you have them be peers and being, yes. you know, competing for Hot Shot of the Galaxy and competing for fucking Natalie Portman's hand. It makes and sense. And we all would be like, don't date Anakin. Don't marry Anakin. Uh, Obviously, too- Obi-Wan is a kind and gentle man that you want to snuggle with and then just pet his russet beard. Yeah, they should have done it. They should have done it, and Anakin should have found out, and that's why he killed her, and that's why they fought, and all that. Yeah. It would have just added so much. It would have been better. It, it would have added weight to it rather than what we're about to talk about now, which is Revenge of the Sith. Tell me yeah. all about it. Um, my notes start with sigh. The worst. <laughs> because it starts with like 40 minutes of spaceships and um, crashing. Uh, and no, my next my next note is Padme's hair. You know <laughs> how much I hate how bad her hair gets in the movies. It the f- gets bigger and curlier and more on top of her head and like her spacey bedroom outfits and this mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It ju- I'm like I get that then she's preggers I think at some point I told you I'm, I'm like does her hair get bigger because of the midi chlorians when she's pregnant yeah like, I think that's that where she stores water on? yeah that's where she, exactly I'm mm-hmm. like but her outfits are terrible there's a lot and I will say overall not in the first three but in uh both the middle three and these newest Star Wars, there's a lot of off the shoulder or exposed shoulder, like vest and then exposed shoulder and then long arm gloves between Rey and Padme. Yeah. And it's an obviously a costume nod. And I, yes, I clue into the costumes big time. Okay. But why choose that look? It's so not functional. Does George have a thing for ladies' shoulders? For exposed shoulders. Yes. 
Could be. I think he does. Yeah. We never, see, I mean, we see Princess Leia in that her white space outfit in the first yeah. one. We see Princess Leia in her uh, white space jumper in the yeah. next one. Very yeah. functional. We love this with her mm-hmm. with her braid and her and her hair. Yep. And then great. in Return of the Jedi, we get her both in a gold bikini and a very functional camouflage poncho. Yeah. There is no exposed shoulder other than that gold bikini. Okay, so that kind of blows up our theory then. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, shoulders are really the boobs of the arm region. You know what I mean? Like, it's I guess. Very- <laughs> I guess. It's just, it's, but then, for some reason, this costume this costume choice is made for both Padme in, in Attack of the Clones. Yes. And then in, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith. Where yep. she's there's a lot of drapey or exposed shoulder, and then they make it for Ray too. Yeah, Ray though is much more. Uh, oh, she's far more functional. They're functional, exactly. Yes, yes, absolutely. But we'll we'll get to Ray. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get to Ray. But yeah, I mean, so Revenge of the Sith. Um, the whole chancellor melting and Mace Windu scene. Yeah, what do you tell me? What you think about that? Um, it could almost be Shakespearean, but it's not. It falls flat. It falls flat and it looks goofy. It looks goofy, right? It should be Shakespearean, but it's goofy. The fact that that it's this deflected evil force lightning that melts his face and not the fact that he's just old and, uh, you know, drenched in the dark side as we see him in Return of the Jedi, like the fact yeah. that this is what made him look like such a fucking ghoul is unfortunate, I think. Yeah. Because, uh, and the makeup just, doesn't look great. And no, uh, it was it a reshoot. They reshot it. So, so they had another crack at it and it still looks goofy. And it wasn't talking. working then. And so they were like, we got to go back and change, you know, he's got to become more evil. Uh, I think it was more about Hayden and getting Hayden to, to become. Uh, Darth Vader. Oh, was that when they started giving him yellow eyes or something? Uh, I think it was more like when he says, I'll call you Darth Vader. And he kneels in front of him and his face is half in in shadow with this very obviously CG shadow over his face because he's, you know, look, he's becoming evil, like quite literally going to the shadows. It's like, oh, I didn't need any. Come on, they're trying so hard. And Ian McDermott is trying so hard and is giving a great performance and is the best part of that movie far and away. Yeah. He is too good for these movies. <laughs> he really is too good for these movies. Even in the other ones, he he plays... Yeah, he kind of honestly belongs in like something the quality of like The Crown on Netflix. Like he's he's a, or, or in a Shakespearean play. I mean, let's where's Kenneth Branagh when you need him? Just put Ian McDermott in one of those and, you know, call it a day. Yeah. Actually, that's a good call. You know, Branagh's doing those uh, Agatha Christie movies. You get Which Ian I McDermott. Love. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So, what else do I have here on my notes? Oh, um Order 66. Yeah, big moment. Does it pay off? I mean, is it what you thought? I don't, you know, um, it's just weird. 
Yeah, I mean, it pays off. I mean, it's, order 66. It's a cartoon. It all looks yeah. so cartoony. That's kind of uh, how I feel about it. It's. I think it's also, um, I mean, we get Yoda's reaction, which is the only thing that kind of grounds it, if that makes sense. When he drops his walking stick and he... Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like in this particular movie, one of the only things that I liked about it was that it, they tie in Chewbacca and they tie in Chewbacca into Yoda's story. You like that. Interesting. Okay. I think you're the first um, person I've ever heard like that part. I just really like Chewbacca. So well, that's the th- I mean, it does ground you in like, hey, uh, but it's almost like, sh- like holding up a flashcard. Like, remember Chewbacca? You like Chewbacca, right? Correct. But yeah. I think that's because everything else in this movie is so bad that I'm just grasping at anything. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so like, I mean, we've got we've got this weird iguana thing that Obi-Wan's riding. Oh, it's and the like, worst. I hate it so much. And that's a Spielberg thing. Spielberg directed that whole sequence and I hate it. I don't like that at all. It's so, uh, so at stupid. All. Yeah. I do. I will say I liked his hair change from the second movie to this third movie when they like, like they kind of lost the weight in the back and it was just kind of like his nice, like, yes, I'm trying to with the beard. It yeah. just was a little bit tighter around the sides. Yeah, so like a side part, bit. right? And in the third yeah, one, yeah. and he was more yes. slick back, longer, borderline yes. mullety kind of in the second Which, one. And he looked good with both of those. He just looked stupid with the Padawan hair, but I guess the Padawan hair just looks stupid. Just looks stupid in general, yeah. But in yeah, general. No knock on um, Ewan. Excited for the Ewan movie or a TV show, whatever yeah. that happens. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. That's going to be great. I mean, you know, he, again, without him in these movies, I'm I'm really hard pressed to like anything, but Chewbacca showing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, is, Chewbacca. I like Chewbacca. I like Chewbacca. Yeah. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, so I also, th- I also think that Hayden Christensen was working hard in these movies. Mm hmm. I'm not saying I don't like how whiny and huffy and like that he kind of gets. I also don't like his like abusive relationship with Padme at all. I get the point of it. But I also think he's he's going up against Ewan McGregor and he just can't hold the candle. Yeah, Ewan's one of the great actors of our times. He's Yeah. It's really And I so I therefore think that even though he was working very hard, he's just going up against someone who is a thousand times more believable yeah and it's just a better actor they were not equally matched mm, yes yes exactly and and to be you know hey christian uh, hayden christensen seems like a really nice guy in real life yeah just, uh, you know i just don't buy you as darth vader dude like and, and that's I know not that his fault had- that's the I think he was surprised. Director. I think he was. I heard that he did not know they were using the young Anakin when they redid the Return of the Jedi, and that yeah. was a total surprise to him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would kind of be pissed about if I were him. I'd be like, "Don't do that." And I get. I know. He, I'm sure he signed away the rights to That's his the face. thing. Those contracts. Yeah, those uh, contracts. especially with George, they're like uh, we're going to make you a, a cartoon for the rest of eternity. We have the right; we yeah. own you at this age exactly. right now. Yes, um, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I do think that he tried hard. Not an easy role to take on. Who would you have cast in that role? Not. I mean, think about it. It's yeah. I mean, there there's there are lists. Uh, you know, I think uh, Ryan Felipe was in the running at one point. 
the uh, the older brother from Malcolm in the Middle was in there. I mean, you know, none of those people seem like they would have the gravitas to be that part. I would be fascinated to hear like the casting directors talk about their thoughts on this. Well, okay, so watch that the beginning episode one, yeah, because you get to see them looking okay. at headshots and like choosing people and like what goes into it. it's it's pretty interesting yeah i mean it's a it's an interesting process to try and pair people um and i i uh again i think he's trying very hard um and i will also say that ewan mcgregor even though he should have been going after padme uh that totally should have been a storyline mm. um it's believable that it's totally platonic yes i don't for a second question the fact that they're friends and that's it right because we really don't see them interact much outside of the initial uh you need to protect her while she's here in the second movie you know the the Mm -hmm. very beginning part but you do feel that sense of like yes they have a a history together they have a relationship like a friendship yeah yeah but it's not that either she has a crush on him or he's secretly in love with her like there's none of that vibe at all at all so it's totally believable yeah that they're just platonic um so it which i think is an important point because it makes anakin's reaction even more for the audience like don't don't be that guy don't be that abusive guy yeah anakin yeah you know Mm -hmm. So, so what do you how do you feel about the big finale i mean i liked it um it's a lot going on it's a lot it's too much it's it's, yeah that's kind of how i feel okay so like i want to how do i want to put it it's like i did like it i i but i I would say i like it only in the context of this is how we get vader yes sure but i also think way too busy with the lava flow um and i think there's something to be said for those original scenes between Luke and Vader and being on a real set. Yeah. Again. I just, I mean, I can't, because even with, like, I love the Darth Maul scene, and I know a lot of that is green screen as well, obviously, but it worked. But again, that would be my thing with any of the fight scenes. I think they fixed those in the new movies, by the way. They were on real sets. Yes, yes. Because they, they understand that people need to feel like that people need to believe that you are in the space that you are <laughs> placed in. Yes. I mean, it's very simple yes. so filmmaking. That, yeah, that's my big complaint is that I didn't. Why did it need to be in a lot? Like again, just too much. Like scale back. Understand that sometimes less is more. Yeah, you know, you can have the lava planet, George. But here's the thing: I don't need them balancing on flying robots and the tidal waves of lava. I mean, it's just like, all right, I yeah. I agree. It it becomes it where it's, it's yes, it does, and it's distracting from the actual storyline. You really just need like a fairly simple set and good actors and some great fight choreography. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, that's that's a winning combination. Don't do more than that. Yeah, we see him burn alive on the beach. I like that part where he he burns up and screams, yeah. "I hate you!" Like that's great. Um, 
You were the chosen one. It also makes Obi-Wan a terrible person for not killing him there to put him out of his misery, <laughs> but... Yeah, I, uh, but again, I can also see why he would have made that choice. He was just assuming he was going to die anyway. Yeah, he's still screaming when he walks away. You know, it's just, uh, it's pretty intense in a way that I think we're, it's like, yes, okay, now everything is working. We have the lava in the background where it should be in the background, not one of the main characters. We have the actor emoting and performing and screaming I hate you and I absolutely believe I think that's probably the best Hayden ever did in those movies is when he's burning alive yeah I think it's very powerful I I agree Um, I also did read that he wanted to be in the Vader suit at the end part of his contract I think and I, I thought that was a wise choice. I mean, that they like modified it so he'd be super tall and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about the controversial no? No! <sighs> it's cheesy. It's kind of goofy, right? It's just. Yeah, it's cheesy. Anytime in that movie when they got close to something cool where you're like, this is okay, now here we go. Then they just yank the rug out and it becomes really goofy. Becomes cartoony. Yeah. 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 And I and I think that's my problem with with that. And it's sort of like, can you like just let them scream? Like just like let them like or break down and cry head in hand? And the fact that they eventually put that no into the end of Return of the Jedi when he throws the Emperor down the shaft, they added a no, which was not there originally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It just, it does, it it takes me out of being in the scene to Mm -hmm. like, oh, that was, that was a choice. And I don't like that choice. Yeah. There are a lot of those. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we can leave the bad ones, and that's how I consider them. They don't. They don't hold up over time. I don't know if I'll ever watch them again. Remake them is what I say. I'll go see a remake. I don't want to see these. Oh, yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if they want to remake it with not a child Anakin and without the fucking pod race scene, and redo all of these and fix Padme's hair. I'll go see it. Yeah, or just change Padme into somebody else. Change the whole, everything into something else. You know what? Forget remaking it. Can they just do some sort of very bare bones stage play version of this with the original actors? I'd even see the original actors, but just no CG, mm. no nothing, just the dialogue, just mm-hmm. very simple, like on scene, you know, on a stage. Make yeah. it make it a stage play. Humans interacting. And rewrite some of the bad. Yeah, just humans interacting without all this CG crap. Yeah, and some good fight sequences. Just bare bones, like a like a like a play. Yeah, I'd yeah. see that. Version. I'd be curious. Get a real director in there. Yeah, I mean it's a super Captain, talented cast. Just back, it's just bring back Larry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking I mean, of bringing back Larry, he Larry wrote uh, Force Awakens, didn't he? Yeah. I think. I believe so. I mean, you're my fact checker. Oh, wait. I mean, maybe not. Hold on. The Force Awakens 2015. Wow. Oh, I also have one more note. Written by Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
before we leave the bad ones um i also want to say that space childbirth must only be mildly painful um because padme was just sort of of like and then she had a baby pop out and then and then she died and then she died so it's also like it was mildly painful but also she died of a broken heart Um, we can we can build spaceships that can carry you from coruscant to mustafar in 15 minutes but we can't get that baby out of you sorry can't do it without yeah, killing I you. Yeah, I just, um, that birth scene. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I mean, the nurse bad. robot's kind of cool looking, but it's goofy. It's all goofy. It's, oh my God, yeah. So anyway, that's my last note about that. But okay, space okay. Trial birth, I don't. Force Awakens. Not, Let's get into Force it. Force Awakens, yes. We, we, didn't, we, got, um, we got those old movies, and then we were like, you know what? We're good with Star Wars, and then they decided, you know what? We're going to make some more. Everybody was sort of hesitant. Go. Yeah. I don't understand how we didn't get the evil out of the universe. Like, how did we, how, how, how are we back to this? How a, is Princess Leia still like a rebel on the outskirts of the galaxy? Come on now. Yeah, I know. And, there, you know, there are explanations for all of that, but they should be in the fucking movie somehow. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have to I'm tell like- you about the novelization for you to understand that star system they blew up, ha- held the new Galactic Congress and all that shit. You know, like, just put something yes. in the movie. So this is my this is my thing. Obviously, I did go see the, these first two in the theater. Very yep. excited. Couldn't wait. Wasn't questioning it on my first watch. Mm-hmm. Watching it here at home in quarantine, back to back with the other six, mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? How how are we back to this? Because <laughs> last time I checked, Leia was going to rule the galaxy. At least right. in my mind, that's what Evil I always was thought. Defeated. Like, Evil was defeated. The Emperor's gone. Luke's going to rebuild the Jedi Order. And Han and Leia are going to get married and rule the galaxy. And the buddies are going to be back together. And yet here we are. And I don't know how we got there. Yeah, it's a great question. One that could have been answered had George made some more movies when those actors, the original actors, were in their primes and were ready to make very successful star movies that people wanted to see. I mean, it would have been great to see. I mean, it's nice to see them now, but I mean, come on, those guys are fucking old, you know, like we, you could have, you could have made five more movies in the time of, uh, you know, just between 1983 and 1993, but give me, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I, I guess I'm confused, um, about why can you give me a short version? Um, so it's uh, the general idea is that, of course, the empire is defeated, but also they didn't blow up everybody who was a part of the empire. So the galaxy is a big place. So you have a, a sort of splinter sect of former imperials uh, who form this. Are, you who know, are now our first order? The first order, and they're real. Uh, they're even more. They're even more Nazi-like. Yeah, they're they're even more. They're. Uh, what do you call it? Very orthodox uh, imperials. You know, they're yeah. very into this cult of the emperor and all of that. Wait, so, and oh, that's my other thing. Who's the new emperor? Who's this guy? Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, that's a great. Where does this come? Where, where does this come from? And he looks just like the Voldemort from the first Harry Potter movie. He does. Yep, that's true. Before, that's true. before we get a really great, you know. Uh, Ralph Fiennes as Voldemort. 
Yeah. So, and and who is this guy? Where does he come from? Do yeah. uh, it's a it's a mystery. It's yeah. plot holes that need I need to have an answer to because I'm now operating in a world where like I love it and I love I mean it's Han, it's Leia, Ray is great. I love Finn. I mean, I love the whole thing. And I'm I mean, I love Oscar Isaac. <laughs> but and I'm sure he's really short too, Good so boy. whatever. But uh-huh, uh-huh. um I've liked him for a long time, so I was very pleased that he was in these originally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as, as I'm, I did not question this at all when I saw it in the theater at all. I was mm-hmm. only watching it this time and mm-hmm. watching them in order in like five days mm-hmm. that I was then sitting there going, huh. <laughs> and I How'd only saw it in the theater once. I didn't go see it multiple times. So, and I didn't sit there and think about it. I, you know, I mean, I was busy living my life <laughs> so i wasn't contemplating the mysteries of the universe and now right. i'm sitting here in during a pandemic contemplating the mysteries of the universe <laughs> and what happened yeah uh, eh, you know i mean you could write it off as like history repeats itself i mean it has been 30 years since all that stuff happened i mean you're not going to have peace in the galaxy forever no Eh, you know, new generations. I don't know. I can justify it a million ways. I mean, it's is it's it, fine. It's just that part of me that's like, but I want how how how. No, are it's we like you could solve it with like a line. You know, like oh yeah, just have somebody throw it probably some, would have could have been like a two minute scene is all that it needed, and it could have been an interaction even between like Poe and Finn or Leia and Poe or like some offhanded reference yeah. that we were like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I will say that I really, this is a big difference, I think, between the originals, the bad ones, and then the new ones. Mm-hmm. And I think it has something, the difference between them is we're going through a backdoor approach to the characters um, mm-hmm. through Finn, who is a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who then doesn't want to be a stormtrooper and has this, you know, moment of like, I can't do this, right? Mm-hmm. And his own, for his own preservation, self-preservation, et cetera. But we couldn't have a movie like this and have it make sense if it weren't for other TV shows that kind of take this, like the, the era of cable. What we've got happening between the bad ones and this one is that like morally ambiguous characters are a hot selling item in TV, like Tony yeah. Soprano, Breaking, Breaking Bad, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of these sort of backdoor morally ambiguous characters that we're very comfortable and used to now and expect yeah. that happened on cable. Right. Which yeah. then became a trend in mainstream TV, our streaming products. Um, so it's just, I think, important to recognize that like the character of Finn couldn't have happened in the other ones yes it only makes sense to audience eyes now we couldn't have had the anti-hero we have that a little bit in han solo in the first ones but he's mm-hmm. just more of like a rough and tumble cowboy he's not really an anti-hero yeah he's a sweetheart in real life he's yeah. really he's so cuddly deep mm-hmm. down inside mm-hmm. um so i think it's important to just recognize like tv trends or i should say like screenwriting trends in the characters that we are comfortable with accepting now yeah. from a 21st century standpoint stand on the shoulders of hbo stars amc sure. you know like th- this kind of stuff that was explored in the 2000s and forward and this is a, a part of 
updating the storytelling in a way yeah. that I think it, it all works. benefits from it. Yeah, I mean, I and I just rewatched Force Awakens the other night in anticipation of this conversation, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, this thing moves and yeah. it looks amazing. I love the yes. actors, I love the performances, and yeah, it doesn't always make sense, real, but like none of these did, you know? They put them in real surroundings, in the yeah. desert, in the woods, like they didn't, weren't doing it totally green screen, which makes an enormous difference in right. the feel of the they movies. They get dirty and again. Yeah. Yes, the actors' performances. I mean, and of course, I love the switch to Ray. The rags to riches oh, Ray. give me give me that like nod to the Skywalker. Yeah, you know, Luke Skywalker in the beginning. Like it's great. She's kind of got the same dress. They did so many wonderful things that reminisce the original films, but they're making it a, a female rags to riches story. And and that was such a smart choice. And they knew it too. I mean, they totally took it. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. It's good writing. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great performance because you just like her. I mean, I don't know. I just like so, yeah. so much oh, charisma and you are automatically on her side. Yeah. Immediately likable. You're immediately yeah. like, she's fantastic and I want to be friends with her. Yeah. Yeah. She's. And yeah. we've got all of a sudden we've kind of got a buddy film again, which is great. And it, and it truly did all the right things and this was jj abrams right yeah and i'm not surprised i love jj abrams films i love like super eight like he is a super fan he loves he loves spielberg he loves these movies he like i feel like he makes the choices that people like us grew up thinking about these movies and what what next and i feel like he totally made all the right fan choices and updated it. Yeah, I think if there's if there's a flaw in it, and I, I love Force Awakens, but watching it the other night, I did notice that like, man, there is a lot of fan service as far as like every scene they're bumping into some prop from the original movies that uh, it's I like lo- okay, I, mean, I get it. You I know, the chessboard. Sure, okay, great. <laughs> I'm sure I would get tired of it if I watched it a whole bunch of times, but since this was only my second time viewing it, and it had I had not seen it again since seeing it in the theater, so mm-hmm. I was like, and having watching watched them all in the row, I was like, they were done with the bad ones. Oh, the chessboard. Oh, the, the Falcon. Oh, you know, it was they like, needed oh, to do they. that to get the audience back after the bad ones. I mean, you had to show, you had to demonstrate that, like, we understand we what had you to like. Make it dirty again. Yeah, right. We're gonna make it dirty. We're gonna build the, the Falcon. You're gonna see the chessboard. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, uh, I really, um, I did like the Kylo Ren stuff. He was also a really good addition. Yeah, he's great. Um, I'm not a huge fan. What's his name? Adam Driver. Is mm-hmm. that his name? I'm not a huge fan of him, and I and I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it's because I first saw him in the HBO show Girls, and I hated that show. Yeah, I understand. And, not, and that was I didn't hate it because of him. I just did not like. He's good in it, but yeah, it. the show is not. The show, I was like, this is some white bread New York shit that I, yeah. I like. I can't even identify with anything going on here in this show yeah. Um, yeah. at all, in the least bit. <laughs> so I think that I have that stuck in my head. But I, I really, he's a great uh, per- performer. Mm-hmm. He does a great job. I, you can get emote. He's, he's 
he does what Hayden Christensen couldn't do in the other one. Right. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> I, just, I mean, you needed I somebody like it. that for yes, for I, the Anakin role. Exactly. I mean, and that's what that's all I can say is that it kind of makes me wish that that Anakin in those bad ones was as good as Adam Driver was as Kylo Ren. Yeah. In these. He's got a physicality to him, and I don't know if that's because he was a, a he was a marine. I think. I think he was a marine. Yeah, I know I mean, he did some military service. Yeah. Which thank you for your service, Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, in the galaxy know, and on Earth, yeah. And of in the galaxy and on Earth, if you're listening, um, <laughs> my husband's a marine. You know, but thank you for your service. Yeah. And Semper thank five. you for this performance because right. I enjoyed it. Right. <laughs> sorry that you were in girls. I apologize. That was not my <laughs> He's not sorry. Uh, that yeah. booked him the gig. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, but he, uh, I, I do think he did a really good job. Um, I liked that he wasn't as powerful as Vader and that he's got this specter of Vader that he's got to live up to for mm-hmm. Snoke, mm-hmm. who I'm still going like, who are you, Snoke? I still don't know. Um, but I liked that dynamic that he had in terms of... It was very believable in this storyline where you're like, there is still some good in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But clearly not because he kills his father. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Um, I mean, just sad. Just Harrison's sad. great, isn't he? Harrison, oh. Harrison's fantastic. Now I'm like, what, is he not going to show up in the other ones? Because, of course, that's what I think about. And I, I, uh, and I don't know if that was a contractual thing with Harrison or if Harrison would have done, all, you know, three more or if it was just it needed to happen. Mm. Yeah, I think um, Harrison was done. I think he was like, yeah, I'll do it. But you got to give me a bunch of money on the back end <laughs> and you have to kill me. Like, where does he live? Wyoming, Montana or right, something? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I imagine him with like an old fashioned cell phone, like a Zach Morris style cell phone out on his ranch, you know, Satellite. fixing some yeah, fence exactly. posts. Yeah, I guess I can show up there. Yeah, okay, exactly. you're going to kill me, right? I'm not doing it until you, until you kill me. All right. Exactly. You and he doesn't say goodbye. He just film. hangs up. He's that guy. Yeah, I, it's very, like, it reminds me a little bit of, like, Bill Murray with all the Ghostbusters stuff where he was like, no, I'm not going to do Ghostbusters 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and was adamant about it unless he was going to be a ghost or he was like he was not going to come right. back which is a great and, idea anyway. do that everybody Why don't we, whatever you don't i don't know if i can say this but i think i read that version for someone okay i mean that was a did dan write that he write that version it, yes okay i think i but that was not at all the version that was made at all yeah, that yeah. what was made was a totally different one mm-hmm. than i read mm-hmm. yeah i was sad of course very sad that uh i wanted to see more of han and leia together mm-hmm. i would have loved to have seen han and luke together um yeah I the lack of mark is, hamill kind of it's tough i get why I get why they did that reveal at the end, but I, I just I feel like I've missed out on those buds getting back together. I think it's just too much charisma for one screen, maybe, because you have to get the new guys in. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and they're and they're good. The new guys are good. I'm happy with I'm happy with all of them. Um happy with their performances. I like the way the characters are written and I like how they have developed them as actors. 
and yes. I like the directing style. I mean, the whole thing. I was very uh, pleased with it. I, of course, and I know it's not the case, but I was hoping that Ray and Kylo Ren were brother and sister because I love a good sibling, you know, lightsaber fight. Yeah, there's speculation that that was going to be the the thing, but the decision was made missed, that I think they missed uh, a big opportunity. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. It's the same thing with the Anakin Obi Wan love triangle with with Natalie. Right. I mean, it's just like uh, how do you not have it in there? You know? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I I. Uh, I know that's not the case. This movie gave me hope that that was the case. Um, mm. And even the second one, um, you know, the last the last Jedi gave me that hope. Okay, let's get into that. I mean, now we finally get some Luke time. How are you feeling it about was, it? It's a it's a middle film. Mm-hmm. It's no Empire Strikes Back. Mm-mm. Um, it went on too long. It's a little sloppy. I mean, it's, and I love it's it. It's sloppy. It's great. Uh, I mean, it's fat. the visuals are, this is how I feel. The visuals mm-hmm. are great, but I also feel like they sacrificed the story and the tightness of the story to get in these cool visuals, which then reminded me of the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're unnecessarily doing stuff. So for example, I've got, you know, uh, point one, lots going on in general. They're all over the map. Yes. They're all over the map literally in the galaxy Mm -hmm. there was like did we need that much time on the planet with the casino and the racing creatures no we did not no we did not it's like i'm like oh oh, we're back to pod racing that's okay that's where we're at pod race of that movie is them racing around on those uh horses those horse Yes, uh, but there's there's none of that in The Force Awakens. It was tight. It was good. I was there. I wanted more. I wanted more. I left wanting more. This one, I was like, when is it over? It's not, oh, I've got 20 more minutes of this movie. Yeah. That's not how you want to leave your audience. Yeah, and they shoot themselves in the foot right out the gate by having it pick up almost exactly where they leave off. So none of the characters have time to grow or develop or anything like that. So it's not like their relationships or have really yeah exactly. I mean, when you go to Hoth in Empire, you know that those characters have spent years together. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. They've been they've been doing this whole rebel thing for at least a, a two year period. Yeah. And that's why it's um, cool to, to join them again, to be like, oh, yeah. right, now we're with the group. Yes. Um, so I feel like this is not a buddy film. I was expecting you. The, the first one sets you up for a buddy film. Mm-hmm. And that's totally not what this is. It's not because it, even Empire Strikes Back, even with Luke having his own journey in that within that movie, it's still a buddy film. Yeah, you at least have, I mean, again, the knowledge of these guys have spent time together in between yep. movies. And then you have, I mean, just that scene where he is in the hospital bed and they're all around him and she kisses him and everything. Like, that's enough. Like, you understand the dynamics of that yes. trio, you know, that friendship. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's all you need. And that carries the rest of the movie and, and is enough to explain why he feels so compelled to go after them to, to save back. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of the times I thought that it should have ended was after uh, Snoke was killed. 
Uh-huh, yes. But I also want to know, I'm just curious, if the Emperor is killed, why do the Red Guards keep fighting except for just to have a cool fight scene that should have happened with Snoke? But uh, didn't, so point. then all of a sudden, and I get, now we've got Kylo Ren and, and Rey fighting together against these guys, but what, what stake do the Red Guards have in any of this if their Emperor is dead? <laughs> is Shouldn't it just point. automatically... Shouldn't just it just automatically defer to Kylo Ren? Yeah, or just drop your your, your weapons and just be like, all right, I'm out of here. I'll see you yeah, later. What what skin do they have in the game to keep fighting? I don't understand. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, let's. Uh, I guess okay. So the uh, so that's what I mean. The, fanatics, the visuals, I guess. Yeah, the right. Visuals right. though, they're sacrificing the story and and the story making sense for some of these visuals. So we like, have, have that moment. And I'm Laura like, this Dern, Laura Dern flying the spaceship through the big spaceship. Like, yeah. well, we got to have somebody do it because we want to see this, but it can't be Carrie. So we have to make a new Carrie. And we're going to make it Laura Dern. And we'll, yeah, right. I mean, and it's again, no knock on Laura Dern. Laura Dern's amazing. But that character yeah. doesn't need to, I don't Neither. buy that character. I don't buy that character at all in the least bit. I, I also don't, as much as I like the visual of the salt planet that when they, you know, step on it is red underneath. Yeah. I didn't need that fight sequence at all. I didn't need any of that. The, uh, really? You didn't, even when Luke shows up, you're fine? Yeah, it's cool when Luke shows up, but like, yeah. I don't need any of that. At, at that stage of me watching it, and I'm watching it obviously in order in a five day period, that I'm kind of like, this is not a tight movie. They were not decisive enough about what should be in and what should be out. Yeah. And that is sort of like, as an audience member, I was getting tired. I mean, I was like, I can't, we got 20 more minutes of this movie to get through. Yeah. Um, so I think if they had made choices, that ending scene would have been more powerful. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I'm very um, curious about the fact that this is the critics favorite. Like there's a real, Schism amongst uh, people who watch these things and give a shit uh, as far as like, do you love that movie or do you hate it? And it's like, well, I mean, I, I still really love it, but I also think that it could be better. And I think it's... Yeah, and I and I haven't even talked about Luke yet. I, I yeah. uh, kind of don't like that whole part. His um, starting with him throwing the lightsaber over the shoulder, like that that whole thing? His, I mean, his that's reluctance. Fine, but like his reluctance, yes, I don't like that at all. Um, it seems all of a sudden we're back to whiny Luke, not like. And I get why. I understand the backstory. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. Um, the scene with the sea cow animal. <laughs> yeah. Why? You didn't like it? Oh, I loved it. Why? Because uh, I like the. Uh, the smugness of it. The, yeah, follow me around. This is what I'm doing with my life. I'm sucking on the sea cow titty. Check it out. I mean, I'm getting I this get big it. old it fish. Just, it, that scene seemed to go on, that whole like segment, not scene, but segment seemed to go on for a really long time where I'm kind of like, can we? Uh, you know? I, yeah, I'm okay with it. Give me more Luke. Give me more Luke and Ray. That's fine. I'm okay I with that. I would like more Luke training Ray. Uh, yes. Agreed. I would like would... less of Luke leaving her on her own to mind connect with 
Kylo Ren and to actually be involved in her training, not just at the very end. Yeah, that is unusual, all of that. I don't know. I'm okay with it. I understand where you're coming from, though, because it's it's not well, what you like expected she, from Luke. You know, if she's so powerful, she still needs someone to help her rein it in. Right. Rein um, it in. Rein it in. So yeah, I mean, I just, I guess, I it would left me wanting more Luke Sky. I want, I wanted more Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't get enough. How do you feel about? Rose Tico and Finn and all of that. Um, well, they had the pod racing scene of or, or segment. <laughs> right. They were of on that movie, casino planet so. forever. Yeah, they were on too long. Um, I I did really like that character storyline with her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I felt like that was all very tight in the beginning, and then we started just like unraveling halfway through the movie. Was how it felt. Mm-hmm. There's too much going on too many storylines we've got luke coming back in we're all over the galaxy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where i like it was i was to a point where i was like wait i'm sorry laura dern wait i'm do you get what i mean <laughs> like dern. it was very princess leia is flying through space what is going on here yeah i just got i got very confused i was like yeah. wow, i'm gonna have to watch this again and i'm like God, i haven't had that much wine it's not like i'm drunk right now so <laughs> why is this, why busy, is this yeah. so confusing yeah. um so yeah i feel like it started out very tight mm-hmm. and then it just unraveled mm-hmm. yeah i would agree with that i think they just needed another pass on the script or maybe hand it over to an extra editor for uh, just one last cut for the, uh, that yeah. third act yeah tighten it up a little bit i mean it's the longest of all these movies i think if I'm not mistaken, I mean it's it goes beyond, it and this is a it fault of long. most movies. It's just keep it, you know, two hours, man. That's all you need. Well, and if I'm sitting at home in my pajamas in front of a roaring fire with a glass of wine, with curled up with my dog, and I still feel like it's long, yeah, right. We got a problem. <laughs> It's not like I was sitting in a theater, and I did see this one in the theater, and it's not like I was sitting in a theater with like my empty popcorn, and I'm like, I'm out of my snacks mm-hmm. halfway through this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at home with access to my kitchen and still feeling like, when, God, when is this over? Yeah. Yeah, it's a long one. So mm-hmm. going into watching this final one, what do you need resolved? What are your questions? What do you want to see happen? Um, well, so obviously I'm going to be heading into this knowing, knowing what I think everyone else is sort of know, and I've really tried to not engage in reading about it or, or like you know whenever. Yeah, what do you yeah. know? Like what? I know that um, sh- that Ray is a Palpatine descendant. I'm aware of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am obviously that Carrie Fisher. Right. passed away so right. that's going to automatically make it a very different film mm-hmm. so i'm expecting they're going to resolve the princess leia storyline with some kind of death i don't mm-hmm. know how mm-hmm. i am curious to see obviously how the kylo ren ray stuff resolves mm-hmm. uh, if they're not brother and sister then are they just going to make out there's certainly a part of the fan base who likes that idea yeah. 
<laughs> is there going to be a really like hot love scene that I'm <laughs> that I'm embarking upon? Who knows? Oh, it's Star Wars, probably not. Um, Maybe you're about so, to watch the sexiest Star Wars ever. ever Wouldn't seen? that be a twist of just like, oh man, this is just oh, Melrose no, Place, I mean, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's the Melrose dark and space. the light. Let's let's <laughs> Melrose space. <laughs> so needless to say, obviously I know those things going into it. Um, I'm curious to see how they bring everyone back together for the third one to be so undecidedly not a buddy film. Or I should say decidedly not a buddy film. I did not feel like it was a buddy film. The third one? The or the last one, the, the second la- one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yep, yep. Nothing about the middle one of these three gives me the warm fuzzies. Probably by design because it's the, supposed to be the dark middle chapter. But even Empire at least had the romance, right? Yes. And you don't get that. There's, There's no, no romance. No romance in the galaxy. Nobody's getting anything. Yeah. And they are got so much going on. No one's got time for romance. Yeah. But even it's under those circumstances when when the most romance should be blossoming, right? Like we're going right. through this rebellion, to this revolution right. together. Let's right. like I almost died today. Let's uh, come back to my bunk with yes, me. Yes, life go. affirming sex should be happening, yeah, right? Exactly. No, there's none of that. Why are we doing none any of, of this? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I I um, I. I'm curious to see, and I guess what I want answered is sort of, and I, and I, from what I understand, people are still disappointed on the whole Palpatine connection and how that I, so I'm now expecting to not even get an explanation in this movie, which fine. We're going to talk about it. Uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about we'll it. Get really tomorrow. into it. I'm, I'm looking um, forward to it. I'm, you know, interested to see how Poe develops. Um, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. Finn, how, I'm sorry, what is his partner, the... the Rose? Rose, yes, sorry. Mm-hmm, I was going to... Mm-hmm. I knew she was a flower, but I was like, it's not Violet. <laughs> <laughs> Rose. Yeah, Lily. Um, which is such a plebeian, earthly name for a Star Wars character. Yeah, they do that sometimes in a way that I'm not... Like Entirely who makes happy that decision about. about if it's a spacey name or if it's a earthly? I don't know. Yeah, or they'll reference like something they did this on Mandalorian the other. It's one of these recent episodes where they talked about. I think I don't remember exactly, but it was something about like talking about a dog or whatever. It's like dog, dogs, dogs in dogs? space. Call it dogs make in up. Space? It was something like that. I don't know if it was actually a dog, yeah. but something yeah. totally so, pedant- or pedestrian. I'm interested to see how those three develop and obviously what happens with uh, Kylo Ren and Rey and mm-hmm. how they're going to knock off Princess Leia at this point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And if the light is going to overtake the dark or is there some other version of the force where it's just you you have both and Rey's the chosen one. Do you have any... I mean, that's a great list of, of things that you need. Do you have any speculation? Like, do you have anything where you think something is going to happen? I really want them to be brother and sister. So I'm already okay. just going into okay. this one angry. Interesting. <laughs> I'm already going into this one like, you didn't give me what I wanted as a fan. Right, right. Um, and I'm also, now that we no longer, in terms of characters, 
Han is dead. Luke has moved on to the be one with the Force, and Leia, we know, is going because you know, yeah, Gary Fisher is not with us anymore. Right, right. So now that our original three are our original three buddies, like I guess it's just I like part of me is just expecting to be sad. Interesting. Okay. And or disappointed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say just from a, a basic like Star Wars rule book, mm-hmm. everybody lives for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It maybe in in a in a different type of movie. Um, in most movies, like maybe one of the three, the big three, would die, and it would make it add some weight yeah. or whatever. But like George doesn't never has never played that way. I th- I guess to his credit. Because it is the right choice for these movies to have every to have the gang be back together, you know. But I guess I'm going into this last one feeling like the gang is not the gang because, like you they said, they spent the whole second movie. Not, I mean, she doesn't around. meet Poe till the till the last scene, right? Isn't that? Yes, exactly. Which is so fucking I, I, crazy. I, which is to me where I feel like we're missing out on the true buddy aspect of these films because Poe, who's a central character and I like him a lot and he's interacted with Rose and Finn doesn't meet Ray at all and I would be like just you two get together then you two make out yeah somebody needs to be making out somebody needs there needs there's no love story in these yeah it's uh I feel like they they teased it in the first one with Finn you know, constantly kind of chasing after Ray mm-hmm. and Ray going to save Finn in that whole lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's all just dropped in the second one. Like we're not, we're not revisiting that at all. Yeah. It's a strange choice. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm coming out of this second one, um, a little tired, uh, a little disappointed. Okay, great. Um, yep. And like the second one is, uh, speaks to me in a 2020. I'm a little tired. Um, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, I basically just going, oh, what are you gonna do now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what now, really? <laughs> We're at the point now where we gotta go check it out. Yeah. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this because you know you're not alone in wondering these things and having these same questions and issues and i I don't know if my lackadaisical approach to this and just already anticipating being more disappointed Mm -hmm. is coming from the fact that one a whole year has gone by and i haven't watched this movie yeah um and within that year it's also been the pandemic where like just shit just keeps happening yeah I'm basically like you got COVID. Just, I, I got COVID. Um, yeah. I'm basically just gonna be like, uh, all right, you know. Right. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is all a lot right now. We can uh, seal this portal if you want to, and uh, go watch this, and then wham, be back with some new reactions. Yeah, sounds good. So, all I right, will yeah. ask you though, before. But hold on, before yeah, we okay, do yeah. that. Since you asked me what my what I want answered and what mm-hmm. my uh, expectations are, mm-hmm. which don't sound very enticing, what do you think my reaction is going to be? 
I mean, that, that's the ultimate question. Uh, and I'm really not sure because it's so polarizing, as are seemingly uh, all things in this day and age. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, I think. I think. Now, this is one that J.J. Abrams comes back to direct. J.J.'s back. Comes and back to steer the ship. It's the, re- the reaction is split, I think. All right. Is it split because everyone was like, no, they need to be brother and sister? We're going to talk about it. All right. Okay. All right. But I, I've, I've had some time to think about it. I'm curious to watch it again myself, having thought more about it, to see what holds water and what does not in some of these arguments, because there are a lot of arguments about it. So. I'm going to be curious to see what holds up for you. Yeah. That being said, I'm very excited to go watch this movie again. Me too. So for the first time. <laughs> let's, let's log off the hologram and let's go check it out. And we will let's be back it. with our beautiful audience uh, the next day, I guess. We'll, we'll put out the, the next part and they can get your feedback. You, the last person on the planet, to <laughs> see the rise who, of who likes this stuff who has not seen it yeah so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who likes it enough to complain about costumes and hair choices yeah. and plot choices uh and still has not seen this movie yeah right so <laughs> i'm i'm really excited i i'm not gonna say anything more i want to but i'm not going to and right. i just want your your reaction tomorrow i can't wait <laughs> i'm just gonna say May the force be with you. Yeah, and and with you. Strap in, you know? Yeah. Till tomorrow. <laughs> it's a ride. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and Wookiees, and Jawas, and Ewoks, and Twi'leks, and Banthas, and Poodoos, and, and Bantha Poodoos, and Tauntauns, of course. We'll catch you tomorrow with the exciting conclusion to My Space Sibling Carolyn Watches Rise of Skywalker. Episode 2 about Episode 9. <laughs>